This is a download from LBC 97.3. Steve Allen's Little Bit Extra. Morning, everybody. Welcome along to your free podcast for today. I've just seen Sandy War actually, in the building. I only mentioned that because I saw her coming in. I, I haven't seen her because I used to bump into her at Waterloo Station. And um, I think she's going to be doing the morning news in a couple of weeks' time. So it's nice to see her. We've got Fenella Fudge doing it today. Lisa Aziz the other day. And um, and what else? I've got a fairly light week. I was supposed to have an interview today, but uh, I've had to, uh, to cancel it. And also, in this heat, I'm not, I'm not good at going backwards and forwards on trains and stuff like that. So I thought today I'll have a bit of a lazy day. It's not like me at all. I'm, I'm generally quite sort of good at things like that. But over the past couple of weeks, we've had so many in conversations to do and I've had screenings to go to and things like that. So you go to the screening, then you get the interview. And I think next week we've got Aunt Malik and Anthony Head coming in. When, when the interview will be run, I can't tell you straight away because the way we're stockpiling at the moment. Anyway, all of that to one side, a little bit of rain over the weekend. London Zoo. Very nice. Thank you very much indeed. Vastly improved. An army of people cleaning. An army of people cleaning. Once they've jet washed the bit in the middle, thank you very much indeed, but they have their Friday night burger things and stuff like that, then that'll be a lot better. But no, the canteen food's very nice. I think the cake should be covered, though. I don't know why I'm a bit funny about leaving stuff open air. But uh, no, no end of staff to clean up and all the rest of it and so onto the Sunday papers dear listener and what did we find on what did we find and um, first of all we had the story of Victoria Beckham planning a royal play date with new mum Kate the Daily Star on Sunday could exclusively reveal that the mum of four placed a call to the Duchess of Cambridge before Prince George's birth offering tips on raising a baby in the Scot- in, in the spotlight. Now, I've said before to the royal family, and I'll say it again to their advisers listening to this programme, avoid the Beckhams at all costs. They will milk the publicity. If already they can reveal exclusively that, uh, that Victoria Beckham placed a call to the Duchess of Cambridge, where do you think that came from? Certainly wouldn't have come from the Duchess of Cambridge. I do not believe the story. I do not believe that they have private phone numbers of the royal family. You certainly don't want to be hanging around with a tattooed woman um, whose husband will rent himself out for the price of a cup of coffee, I'm afraid. So uh, I don't believe that. Victoria Beckham giving baby tips, the woman who's managed to get her son modelling already and has milked every bit of publicity. You don't want to go anywhere near the royal family and the royal family should avoid them like the plague. Um, have you ever heard of Gordon Goody? I haven't heard of him either, actually. I thought he'd perhaps related to Jade Goody. No, he's, um, he's another... Great train robber. He's confessed. I had got away with a perfect crime. The cops couldn't prove it, so they fitted me up. It's another one of these old lags from years ago. And uh, they're selling their story. For some reason, are we coming up to an anniversary? I suppose we must be 50 years on for the for the, um, the great train robbery because we had uh, apparently Ronnie Biggs saying he was proud to be a member. He's a stupid old fool, honestly. They're all stupid old men. They achieved nothing. They, you know, they didn't end up with loads and loads of money. Ronnie Biggs, some frail old incontinent. You know, you do wish he was on the continent, don't you? And uh, is this other one here? Amy Winehouse's ex-husband, Blake Fielder Civil, and Father Mitch have put aside their feud to work on a film about her life. I, to be honest with you, I don't think we really want to film about Amy. Well, I think it's a bit too early. I think it's way too early. And uh, Amy was married to Blake from for two years. I mean, good God in heaven. That, that apparently warrants a film now, does it, nowadays? Very worrying, very worrying. Uh, who's this? Uh, this is Carol Malone. And she was talking about uh, doctors in A&E. She's also in all over the place. Bits about the Hayley Cropper cancer storyline. Oh, and this is the interesting thing here. 
I, I said at the end of the programme, uh, this is the first time I've ever found anything like this, and Carol Malone has come out and said, because people are very loath to criticise the McCanns, and so she's said here, Jerry McCann says he and his wife Kate tried to keep the lives of their twins, eight-year-old Emily and Sean, as normal as possible. Which seems at odds, she says, with his decision last week to do a big exclusive interview with a tabloid newspaper. Even more odd that Jerry, a leading light in the hacked-off campaign, should choose to talk to papers in this particular branch of the media, considering his claims his family have been hounded and vilified by them. Even so, he and his wife Kate never seem to miss an opportunity to court publicity when they need to raise money. This time it's because Jerry's taking part in the Virgin Active London Triathlon, which is raising money for the Missing People charity. Did the newspaper involved make a donation to the charity? If so, is Jerry McCann right to take money from newspapers he claims have caused his family distress? Is it not hypocrisy to ask people through these newspapers to sponsor him and give him money? And whilst I understand why he wants to raise cash for missing people, it would be nice if at some point Jerry McCann acknowledged the media's positive role in keeping the hunt for Madeline in the news. Yes, certain newspapers acted shamefully, but the McCanns were compensated to the tune of half a million pounds for that. But the majority are, and always have been, on their side. And without the support of the media, without the constant stream of stories about the hunt from Madeline, the much-needed funds to help find her would have dried up years ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. She hit the nail right on the head. I, for one, am bored witless with the McCanns. I understand their predicament. I understand everything. But as I've said a million times before, had they not gone off for dinner and left their children alone in a hotel room in a strange country. We would not still be talking about this disastrous family holiday to this day, but we still are, I'm afraid. Um, conjuring with the truth, a lot of people talking about Yuri Geller and saying what a load of old hooky it was. You know, Yuri Geller, a man who believes his own thing. Apparently, Europe, Israel and America all depended on his talents as a secret psychic spy. They did. They really did. He's very well known. And apparently, to prove this, various ancient former CIA men popped up to confirm just how crucial Conjuring's answer to 007 had been to them until 1995, when the US Congress sensibly terminated its silly research into alleged supernatural powers. He has no supernatural powers. I only mention it because he can't prove he has. I can't prove he hasn't. All I can say is that if you sat down with him and said, bend a spoon, and why? If you can change the molecular, molecular structure of metal, you'd want to do something as exciting as bending a spoon, ladies and gentlemen. I've got a seven-year-old who can do roughly the same thing. Oh, Daphne Oxenford died. Oh, that was a shame. I grew up with Daphne Oxenford. She was very familiar. She used to grow up with her radio show. It used to go... Bingy bong, bingy bong, bingy bong, bingy bong, bingy bong, bingy bong, bing. Are you sitting comfortably, children? Then I'll begin. Yes, she was the uh, the reader. It was songs for the under fives. I liked it at 27, but there you go. So listen with mother. She left £307,000 in her will. She was 93. 93. See, 307,000, I think, is the price of a house, isn't it, where you live? Unless they don't take that. Oh, I see that And uh, Andrea... Andrew McLean is out again with another man. Oh, dear, you can't settle, can you, love? We've had the breakdown on television. We've done the disastrous thing. And we've done a fitness DVD. I wouldn't mind it, but, I mean, talk about stretching your talent. Former weather girl. And now, so she's had two husbands already. And now she's managed to find another bloke. My God, what are you doing? Working your way through the country. So this one is six foot seven. We don't know what he does yet. I'm sure it'll be something exciting. They, they still call her the former GMTV weather girl. The one with the disastrous love life, poor soul, honestly. Who's this? Oh, this is 
Lucy Mecklenburg. <laughs> Everybody cheats on her. You know why? Because she's a drip. And anyway, Max is more of a bloke than Mark. She's going out with this bloke from The Wanted and she says he's better looking and best in bed because she went out with... Um, well, she's been out with loads of people. But, uh, Mark, she's, she's a bit of a drip, I'm afraid. Uh, she now claims that she didn't say this uh, because Mark Wright goes on Twitter and says, who is she? She's just some naff old kiss and tell, which, of course, she is. She is naff. She's a pathetic little baby. She's, a, she's an immature child, I'm afraid. But uh, if she wants to parade her love life through the papers, well, then that's her business. But uh, I, I, I feel very certain that the papers wouldn't make a mistake about her saying certain things because they normally record these interviews. Oh, look, lovely picture of a fat old brass. No, it's not actually. Oh, my God, this woman's got a tattoo on her wrist. And, oh, it's John Terry's mother, drunk as a skunk on the back of a cab. They're such a class family, aren't they? We love them. Look at that, honestly. Oh, God in heaven. Look at that. Is that rough or not? So, drunk, being out on the town with John Terry's wife, here in known as the doormat, because uh, John Terry can't keep it in his trousers. Uh, Josie Cunningham is the girl who's suing the NHS over her boobs, saying they've ruined her life. I think you've ruined my life, love. Go away. I'm suing you, actually, for inflicting yourself on me. Kim Lomas, wearing a crucifix for a night out. Do people... I mean, I, I don't want to ask the stupidest question, but if you wear a crucifix, that doesn't mean you're religious, does it? It's just worn as a symbol. It's just, you know, you just... A bit of jewellery. Look, she's wearing a crucifix. I mean, sorry, that skirt is way too short. You'd have been stoned to death in biblical times, love. But anyway, um... She's um, She was at a bash in Manchester. She's spending a lot of times, actually, almost too much time at bashes nowadays. I think more time at home with the, with the children would be better. I'll be it for Steve Allen to offer parenting advice. I just say, oh, this is so funny. There's a school and uh, in Newcastle. Of course, there's a school in Newcastle, Stephen. Don't be so stupid. There's bound to be a school there. And year five pupils at Tyneview Primary School have been working on a project about Cheryl Cole's rise to stardom. So to mark the end of the school year, the kids were singing and performing a dance routine for her number one fight for this love when Cheryl herself walked in because, you know, she doesn't have a job at the moment and she's eminently available. And um, so you expect a few of Tyneview's pupils to appear on the next series of Britain's Got Talent. Anyway, she decided to go up there for herself and uh, and see how the youngsters were doing, as I say, because she's not working and she doesn't have anything else to do. So it kind of gets her in the newspapers for, for all the all the wrong reasons. Frankie Boyle, who was he talking about here? Helen Flanagan summoned someone to do her fake tan. He says at one thirty in the morning, as she couldn't sleep because of the stress of being pale. He says, Helen, next time you're up at one thirty, worrying about how people perceive you, try giving the Open University a go. Oh, she's too dumb for that. She really is. But he does talk about uh, Lee Ann Pinnock from Little Mix. We reported this story last week on the programme, ladies and gentlemen. She got hit in the face with a bottle of Sprite at a concert. But she carried on singing. He says it was surprised to see her get hit without being too much of a so-and-so about it. He said it's not like her face is the biggest target in that band. Very cruel, isn't it? He says, Justin Lee Collins has been fined for speeding on the M5. He said, so I was wrong. It turns out he can still get arrested. So cruel, so cruel. And uh, Justin Bieber, caught on a camera spitting on a balcony. He said, it's not the first time he's treated his fans with utter disdain, as is also his music. (laughs) 
<laughs> you have to laugh, dirty good old. Actually, I might save some of these for tomorrow because I've I've done quite a few on the program today, and I think I can I think I can hang on to some of these. But I'm going to I'm going to look at me honestly being reckless. Look at me, look at that. And I was going to bring you TV Extra magazine. This is when you get free with the Daily Star. It used to be a a good magazine. It's now turned into into absolute rubbish. It must be when they put Michelle Heaton. In the paper again. Who's interesting? Dreary, no talented Michelle Heaton. Elle McPherson, very cheap quality paper. And then Michelle Heaton, who looks as rough as anything. But apparently, um, oh, that's right, she's just being promoted by somebody and they have to come and talk about it. But they use it as an excuse. That Ryland's ugly, isn't he? Well, he really is. God knows. I mean, ugly and, and abuses the privilege. And uh, who went on holiday to Safari? Who went there? <gasps> Peter Andre and Emily. Toss, toss. Toss, toss. Yes, she's so camera shy, isn't she? And he's so ancient. I did speak to somebody about the over the weekend saying, you know, because somebody said to me, we haven't, one of the columnists was saying, isn't it disgusting? An old man gets a young girl like that pregnant who's going to become a doctor. So a doctor who's so dumb that she gets herself pregnant because she's not obviously taking contraception to a failed old pop star and a man who sells every aspect of his life on the television. It's absolutely shameful. But there again, I'm sure her parents have advised her properly, and she's obviously not taken a blind bit of blooming notice. Bit of a shame, but it is. somebody said to me, is it really true she's pregnant? I went, yep. Yep, really true she's pregnant. But as I say, she loves the limelight, doesn't she just? How long do we give the marriage? Not too long, because the moment the cameras start concentrating on her, Peter's going to get very hacked off. In the same way that Jordan... When the cameras concentrate on a rather half, I mean, luckily in the case of the plaster turned stripper, he's so dull, nobody's remotely interested. And apparently he's got a dislocated shoulder at the moment, so it means he can't do any plastering or stripping. So good news all round. Sold that one. But uh, the moment Jordan's other halves get coverage in the papers, she ditches them. So uh, how long do we give Peter Andre? You know, he's absolutely desperate to find... She's young. She's 23. He's 40. He's nearly twice her age. Ugh. Awful. Anyway, I'm sure they're very happy together and I'm sure they'll have a lovely, attractive child. Because we've seen the other two children he's got, haven't we? And they're, they're both very pretty and very attractive. And he loves his children. He also exploits them on the television, but he loves them at the same time. Listen, I love you too, so I'll talk to you tomorrow morning at four. Until then, have a great day. Don't forget, take an umbrella because it might rain, might be sunny, might be all sorts of things, OK? And you can follow me on Twitter, at Steve Allen Show. Till then, bye-bye. Listen to Steve Allen live every weekday morning from 4 to 6.30 on LBC 97.3.